welcome to Getting Healthy and Stuff. I'm Jojo, your host, a nutritional therapy practitioner advocating the importance of ditching the scale and moving the focus to getting healthier. Through a combination of low-carb, whole foods, and some time-restricted eating, we can work our way to a healthier body, making simple lifestyle changes to lasting results. Welcome to this week's episode. This week I'm going to talk about me a little bit and a little bit about my philosophies. I struggled with my weight my entire life. Literally since I was a child. I can't remember a time where I wasn't slightly bigger than everybody else. Um, In my adult lifetime I had lost anywhere from 50 to 75 pounds probably at least four to five times. Never was able to keep it off. As I aged, it got harder and harder and harder. I was in an accident several years ago, and as a result, I have some bulging discs in my back. And I got to a point where I was the heaviest I've ever been that I could remember. I don't know how heavy I was because, honestly, I was not going to get on a scale. Um, I got a book, a cookbook for Christmas one year, and I was flipping through it and, you know, trying to figure out what cool recipe out of this book I'm going to make, you know. Ooh, look at that picture. That looks pretty. Okay, so, but the whole beginning of the book discussed the ketogenic diet. Now, I've heard rumblings of it at the time, but I'm like, no, I can't give up bread. You know, bread. It's like life. Well, at the point, I was at the lowest possible could be at. I I didn't feel good. I couldn't, I wasn't mobile. I was cranky. I needed to do something. So I said to myself, self, give it a month. What do you got to lose? So I did. And that started me on this journey. I've always been one to think outside the box. Well, that was a good thing because this whole low carb keto thing was way outside the box. Come on. I grew up in the whole low-fat, no-fat generation. You want me to eat fat? So luckily, I was introduced to the science. And I started absorbing every blog, podcast, scientific research study, everything I could get my hands on to learn more. And then something clicked in my head. It all started making sense. You know, the problem over all these years wasn't necessarily controlling blood sugar and eating six times a day. It was about controlling the amount of insulin that's running through your body. At some point in the past 50 to 60 years, the dietary advice has changed tremendously. We went from eating three meals a day and no snacks to you've got to eat at least six times a day or you're gonna tank your metabolism. You've got to keep your blood sugar stable. Eat six times a day, three meals and three snacks. Well, you know, whoever came up with that advice was probably trying to sell you food. The rate of obesity since we've learned this new eat six times type of advice has gone from 23% ish in 1988 to 42.4% in 2018. Now, this is the last data I could find from the um, CDC. Since the late 80s, so much has changed besides being advised to eat three meals and three snacks to keep our blood sugar stable. 
there's also been a huge influx of processed foods. When we think about eating healthy after, you know, discussing all these Franken foods, we think, oh gosh, I gotta give up all this great tasting stuff for the rest of my life. Well, yes and no. Cutting out all the processed foods and, and sticking to whole foods and letting your body heal and your hormones get back into whack, primarily your insulin hormone, um, you can occasionally have crap food, as I like to call it, but occasionally. Somehow we became a society where you have dessert at every meal. Dessert used to be a Sunday supper thing, not an everyday thing. Now, some of this is changing your mind, mindset, and, and that's not easy. Um, but if you take the proper steps and start looking at the foods, whether is this going to benefit me or is it going to set me back, cause aches and pains, extra weight, high blood pressure, whatever it is that you are trying to fight and stop, you start looking at the foods and ah, it's not worth it. Or, you know what, today it's worth it. And that's when you start focusing on your health. You don't start looking at, I've got to give all this up so that I can lose X number of pounds. Ooh, when do I plan my cheat meal? There's no such thing as cheating when you're making lifestyle changes. You can't cheat on a lifestyle. A lifestyle means it needs to work within your life. So sometimes you do choose the instant gratification but you need to get to the point where it's a sometimes thing, not a, oh man, all I can think of is a sugary food. Because at that point, you might be slightly addicted to sugar. And that's something that needs to be worked on so that you can, on at a birthday party, have cake, and it's at the birthday party, and you move on. It's not an everyday thing. It takes time to retrain your taste buds, your thought processes, and overall your ideology about food. You know, we were all brought up in a certain way and, and each of us is truly unique in that matter of how our family used food. We've become a society where almost everything revolves around food. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's how we make those choices along the way. Taking the time to learn how the food affects you. What benefits your health and um, how hard is it for you to recover from having something that's not good for your personal health. Those all help in the long run, but that all takes time to learn. So at the beginning, you might have to give up stuff, but long-term, know that it'll be there for you. It's not going anywhere. And the key is here is finding what works for you as the individual. There's too many plans out there that say it's this way is the only way. The very only way to do it is this way, this way, this way. It's not taking into consideration that we're all individual. Our genetic makeup's individual. Our past history of food and health is individual. Works in our body and what doesn't is all individual. How many times have you talked to friends and a, a man and a woman eat the same exact food and try the same exact diet and have completely different results. Because when it all comes down to is having a good hormone balance and insulin being out of balance. 
no matter how good the rest are, if insulin is out of balance, everything becomes out of balance yet again. It's a master hormone. Insulin resistance shows up a good 10 to 20 years before anyone will be diagnosed with diabetes. That's if they ever get diagnosed with diabetes. Did you know you could have insulin resistance and never present as a diabetic? There is so much noise out there of how to handle this. So many opinions, so much advice. I'm gonna give you a little bit of tips that were given to me. You need to test a couple things that fit into your lifestyle. If you don't eat meat, don't go carnivore. If you don't love vegetables, don't become a vegetarian. Once you switch into a predominantly whole food diet, meaning you're eating foods and it's close to its natural form, you're gonna see health benefits no matter what dietary style you choose. Now, I personally lean more towards an ancestral approach that's mixed with low carb, and some keto if need be depending on the severity of the metabolic damage. I also strongly believe in fasting, intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating, and whatever terms of that that you can fit in your lifestyle. There's lots of ways to help, but there's only one way for you, and that's what truly ends up working for you and that you can stick with. So before you jump on these trains of, oh, this movie said this, oh, this person said that, one, always follow the money. If it's being sponsored by a major brand, Ron, seriously, most nutritional information and studies tend to have a financial backer to benefit themselves. You know, Coca-Cola has even told and sponsored the Dietetics Association. So, you know, you've got RDNs telling you it's okay to have a Coke every now and then. Now, I'm not saying it's not okay, but when you tell a diabetic to drink sugar who has a problem with sugar, it just, it's not logical. So let's take a step back and say, okay, I'm willing to try low carb. I'm willing to try keto. I'm willing to try vegetarianism. I'm willing to try fasting. Pick one and try it. Learn, learn what you can about it. Now, make sure it works. Because sometimes, even though we wanna be a vegetarian, a lot of people have issues with oxalates. So when they become a vegetarian, they have a lot of swelling and other issues because of the oxalates. A lot of people don't digest beef very well or they get gout. So there's a lot of things to take into consideration and there's a lot of things to learn about combinations. What causes what? Is it a combination of the two together? Or is it just this one thing? Food sensitivities are another issue that once you start cleaning up your diet, you will notice that certain things affect you that didn't, that you never noticed before. Sometimes you'll eat a piece of bread and go, oh, I don't feel good. Well, you didn't feel great prior to cutting all these foods out of your diet. 
So you didn't understand how this one item was affecting you. Uh, there's so much to learn when it comes to different foods and how they affect the individual. And that's why I say run from anybody who says there's only one way to eat. Because we're all made up of different cultures and our, our GI tracts have adapted to the foods we grew up on. Some good, some bad. Sometimes we do actually need to change because we were eating things that never agreed with us or sometimes it's one food. Um, learning that, paying attention to how you feel after you eat certain things. Do you get groggy? Do you get sleepy? Do you get irritable? You know, those are all signs that things don't agree with you very well. I mean, it's not just indigestion or diarrhea, it's stuff like that. There, there's mood swings that can happen when foods don't agree with you, headaches. Um, sometimes they're so minor you don't realize it's the food that's causing it. So now you know a little bit of where I'm coming from and what my philosophies are. And I did start completely ketogenic. I went gung-ho keto. And it worked for me until I learned a little bit more about health. And then I made it work even better. Um, I believe in eating mostly whole foods. I am omnivorous. I do time-restricted eating and I do throw in some fasting. I am more low-carb now, so I have a mix of carnivore days, because some days I'm just lazy and just eat meat, and days where I'm full of vegetables and other days where I'm eating a little bit of starches. And because I let myself heal, I'm metabolically flexible. And my goal really is to get most people metabolically flexible. Being metabolically flexible means your metabolism has gotten to the point where you can switch between burning glucose as fuel into burning fat with fuel for fuel very, very easily. Your body basically transitions without any major jumps. Like people who start the ketogenic diet say it always takes three to five days to get into ketosis. Well, at the beginning for all of us, that's true. But once you get that your metabolism healed and you become metabolically flexible, I can have a sandwich for dinner tonight and pretty much be back into ketosis within 12 hours. Now that's not gonna be everybody because it depends on how bad your metabolism was to begin with to see what and how long it takes to heal. Now, I don't advocate eating a sandwich, but what I'm trying to explain is, is when you start switching this into a lifestyle, a true lifestyle means that sometimes you're going to eat something that you don't eat on a regular basis. And that's pretty much it. Is you wanna be able to go and enjoy a night out with your friends and family. Now for the most part, when you go out, the food choices when you eat at a real food restaurant are, are abundant. There is always chicken, beef, fish, vegetables, salad. So it's truly not as difficult as everyone makes it out to be. So step one, focus on eating foods that nurture your body and help you heal. Get rid of the processed foods, get rid of the sugars, the starches, the grains, for now. Get rid of them. Let your body have some time to heal. Get yourself in a mindset that 
you know what? It's more important that I heal right now than I eat foods that don't help me heal. So let's get this journey started. Figuring out the foods that work best for us to better our health and all these great new biohacking tips that are out there. Let's discuss them. Let's find them. Let's experiment. I will talk to you all next week. Have a great one. You're listening to the podcast, Getting Healthy and Stuff by Jojo. You understand that Jolene Jojo is a nutritional therapy practitioner and the owner of Stuff by Jojo LLC. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and empower people to make lifestyle changes and focus on getting healthier and not be a slave to the scale. This podcast is for informational purposes only and may not be the best fit for you and your personal situation. It shall not be construed as medical advice. The information and education provided here is not intended or implied to supplement or replace professional medical treatment, advice, and or diagnosis. Always check with your own physician or medical professional before trying or implementing any information contained in the podcast. Although we do our best to make sure all the information contained here and is up to date and are accurate, we do not make any representations that all the information is accurate or free of errors at all times. We do not assume any responsibility for the accuracy of the podcast information or its safety or efficacy as it applies to you personally. You should review any and all changes to your diet, lifestyle, exercise regime, or supplement routine with your physicians or medical professionals before trying it yourself. By using this podcast, you implicitly signify your agreement to all the terms contained herein. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact info at stuffbyjojo.com. Thank you.